Second Shift Production. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to another episode of the Shoot Your Shot podcast. I am your host, C. Diddy, a.k.a. Diddy Targaryen, the first of his name, a.k.a. the king of the north, a.k.a. the friend of the free folk, a.k.a. Arya Stark Hive. And to my left, I have my illustrious co-host. Hey, y'all. It's your favorite little shit talker, a.k.a. Ali Nicole of House Bad Bitch. Not the first in my name, but for damn sure not the last. <laughs> the unyielding queen of shade, Coco Khaleesi of House Shea Butter. Mother of kiddo and breaker of rules. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So so uh, if you haven't figured out, we with all the shits right now. It is the Game of Thrones episode. We with all the shits. I've, we I've promised up, it. We promised it. I caught up I'm through all seven seasons. I got mad questions. I got mad shade and commentary. Listen, I've got, I took notes, guys. Listen, we're going to talk about love and hip-hop Westeros. <laughs> and... For those who speaking of which, Sir Jorah, Sir, Sir, Sir Jorah of the friend zone of the friend zone, um, and also we gonna so we also gonna you know for those who are maybe a little far behind than I am because you know I was tardy to the party. It's okay, but but we, we told y'all y'all had until April. So here's the thing. So we gonna put so when we start talking about it, it for real for real, we gonna put a big ass spoiler alert right here. Bong, you're gonna have the time. When they like cut the podcast off, it's no longer for you, it's so okay. you can watch in peace. Because who are we to ruin a good thing? Because you know I was trying to dip, duck, and dodge through the spoilers myself. You know what I'm saying? I was dodging the spoilers. Like I think I'm on dodging. round three of the rewatch. See, like I'm, I'm, I, I watch, I, I watch, I watch the whole thing, and then I watch certain episodes. Yeah, kind of pick up, like pick up on some shit I different miss. Like that first episode hit harder when you know everything that happened. Yes, the first episode of Game of Thrones slaps. Now that you know what's happening at, in season seven, oh my god! Oh. But we'll get into that shit a little bit later. But we do, you know, unfortunately and fortunately. Niggas couldn't stop acting up this week, so we got some more shit to talk about. So we'll start there. But well, you want to start there? We'll start with some announcements. Um, you, burr, 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 burr. you know what I'm saying? You know, you know how the church puts announcements in the beginning. You know what I'm saying? Before, before, before y'all niggas leave after. Because you know my ass is sneaking out right before the collection play. See, I'm there between the choir selection and right before the first selection. Um, the first collection plate. So Jesus knows my heart. We've been we've been talking, hinting, mentioning a live show. Planning for it, I wish. I, I Slaving wish, and so, laboring. I wish y'all know how much money there was. Some sweat and, 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 some and resources. I think we've cussed about three people out. At least, at least three people. Um, I wish y'all knew how much resources went into giving free content. Um, and again, I'm not complaining. I'm happy. You know I, what? And I have to say, like, I am super blessed to be a part of that project and part of this project. Um, and it's very humbling because it's almost one of those things where it's like, how bad do you actually want it? And so when you're pulling from your own resources to give a free thing. Because this event we're going to announce an it's free as fuck. Free. It's free for y'all. There's no return on investment for this. I'm broke, baby. I ain't got it. Listen, if you see me eating ramen noodles for the next five days after this, mind your business. Listen, you can always donate to the Alley Are You Okay Fund. Listen, <laughs> we will put our cash apps in the description below because, baby... I'm broke, baby. I ain't got it. Also as well. So go ahead and announce. Um, so Wednesday, April third. Actually, our our lovely co-host's birthday. Hey. Wednesday, April third at the Lateral Sports Bar, um, forty one oh eight Montgomery Road in Norwood, Ohio. It was the inaugural live show. 
Our first. Our first live show. Not first annual, because I hate when niggas do that. It's, it's called inaugural. But the first live show. Um, we will have a panel featuring yours truly, um, as well as our illustrious co-host. Hey. As well as the lovely Ray Ball. Um, shout out to Ray. And as well as the always interesting Stephen mm. Bell. Yes. And then we, our MCs for the evening are going to be... Ashley Ware, our co-host from last week, and we have Wessie West, two S's. Two S's. Put some respect on the name. From the Trap Nerds podcast. Um, pull up. It's going to be a great time. We have drink specials. We have free food. Now, listen. Listen, niggas. Let me it's explain free something. free food while supplies, while supplies last. Okay? So, if you pull up late and you get mad there's not a plate, I can't do shit for Doors you. Doors open up at 6. The show's going to start at 8. Now, listen. I'm going to put this again out there for you, niggas. We said the doors open at 6. The show starts at 8. Not 8.05. Not 8.10. Not 1908. None of that shit. Nothing. 8 p.m. sharp. We will be starting the show. Um, we will be recording it live. So during that time frame, obviously, there's a question and answer period. There's panel discussion. But we will be recording this live. To, to right. So that means that you want to get in. You want to act a fool in this audience. You will be heard. Listen, and I'm and I'm going to call you out. And I'm gonna cuss you out, so <laughs> please be prepared. Okay. Um, but shout out to shout out to the lateral black owned black owned bar in the city um, for for just being gracious enough to to uh, open their space for us for that one. Shout out to Kula Kula out of Dayton, Ohio. They will be doing our catering. Shout out to Agnes Lemonade. They will also be providing our specialty shooter shot drink for the evening. So come out. It's going to be an awesome good time and we cannot thank you guys enough for your support. And and by the time you listen to this podcast, it will be all over all of our social medias. The flyer drops. Flyer drops. Everything. Which, listen, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm trying to make a Facebook event, but Facebook keep trying to hold me. So we may have to just say Facebook even. No, I'm playing. But, you know it's still effective. It's still effective. It's still effective. And, and, and so just, we just ask for RCPs in some way, shape, or form so we can make sure we tell our caterer how much how much food she need to make. But again, also, it's why supplies last. Because, again, y'all we, not paying for this shit. Okay. Right you know what I mean? So, listen, we're going to throw it up in the air. We're going to put it out there. And listen, this is like for attendees only. Don't be making to go place for your auntie and them. If they wanted a plate, they could have pulled up. Okay? Okay. Facts. Mm-hmm. Getting one plate to go and they get, we no. this ain't your family cookout, nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, we're not even gonna tell y'all what's on the menu. You're just pl- gonna have to pull up and see. You're just gonna have to pull up and see because when I say like it, I had them for the first time when I was in Columbus on a humble and fire, flames, banging, amazing. So, um, there's for the free. For the free, the one thing I will say: there's no pork and or beef, so that covers that. For all, for all of my friends who don't eat pork or don't eat beef. If that covers that. Um, pull up, have a good time. And listen, who doesn't like a good drink? The drink special crazy. Drink special is going crazy. You know, you know, we we got some shit talkers on this panel. Crazy personalities on this panel. So I'm I, personally, I'm excited for the content. So and so pull up, pull up. We appreciate it, and then we will see you guys there Wednesday April 3rd oh it's also my birthday so buy her a shot niggas I'm getting drunk drunk buy her a shot I mean like you know Alex on a Saturday drunk but like drunk 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 like my director told me I don't have to come in on Thursday cause he already knows what time it is or I told him I was taking a half a day on Thursday anyway just pull up buy me a drink okay alright and so now well we got the church announcements out the way <laughs> let's get to the shits alright so Twitter I love how a lot of the content that we use comes from Twitter discussions because I 
I have come to the conclusion that maybe there are certain conversations that I, I have a lot of input, mm-hmm. but a lot of times I want to just see what the content goes. So, your man's, I stumbled across this one and it hurt my head because I thought that we had kind of put this narrative to bed and apparently I was wrong. So, I was scrolling, minding my business and everybody else's because, again, I was on the timeline. <laughs> and it says this guy tweeted about, like, nobody cares about black men's mental health. And, of course, it went viral because there's too many buzzwords in there. Black men, mental health, nobody cares. It just, yeah, it, you know, it's too many buzzwords it, 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 in it there. It was like Matt Lips. Um, for people to not, for that tweet to not grab traction. And um, it made me think about the black men that I per- Ooh, personally. Can, can we talk about the replies? Some of the replies was sickening. And I'm like. So, you yeah, go, you go ahead. So, so all right. So, um, so, he, so, so he tweeted it out. I think it was at Nerd at the Cool Table. You know, whatever. He tweeted it out. And some of the replies were it's, was it was like it was kind of disgusting. It, it, it was like it, it was, was people disgusting. would be like, "Hi, my name is Nobody," or it's like, "Why the fuck should we care?" Or people like people becoming the things that they hate. And so when I say people becoming the things that they hate, you turn into your oppressor. You turn you turn into your oppressor. You turn you you start gaslighting. Yeah. You start playing doing whataboutism. Mm-hmm. When it was like. We're not talking about that right now. That is relevant, but it's not relevant to this discussion. So for me, it was a double-edged sword because to a a lot of extent, I completely agree with you. It was like, okay, because if a black woman said nobody cares about black women's health, it was like, oh, sis, we support you. We got your back. We're going to, you know, we're going to rally around you and create a community of care and concern. Mm -hmm. When a black man says nobody not even just nobody cares about mental health, but when a black man is vulnerable in a social media space, a lot of times it's the evil world we live in. Uh, and I and I hate to say it, but I do see how black men get gaslit when it comes to speaking about their vulnerabilities in mental health. Like I remember, like for instance, Rasby from B Two K. We praying for you, Rasby, man. He um, spoke out about about Chris Stokes and how even performing the material from that time period triggering. is triggering, and we cracked jokes. Man, and it was one of those but, things where, where I didn't mean to cut you off, but it was one of those fine. things where it's like, even back when this initially came out, like, uh, Young Jack had a song called, with whoever, called Looking Boy. No, Chris, no, Chris, no. Raz, Raz B. B Looking, Looking Boy. Boy. And it was, that was a lyric on, like, a top 40 song. And, like, just, and, and when, and that's the reason, that's kind of a reason that B2K broke up, because Raz B was like, I can't do this shit anymore. Right, but, and I can't help but to think if Raz B was Rihanna. Having this conversation about her management and how we would have been like pitchforks at the fucking studio. Fam, she forgive she forgave Chris Brown, but we haven't. Uh no, Chris Brown still gets hella passes. I can't agree. Chris Brown has gotten so many passes to continue to still be an abuser. But that's a different head talk for a different day. But like, you know what I'm saying? But it's like for like I just and I just think about like the double edged sword, the double standards, right? So like for example, if a I don't know. Someone like fucking um, her, right? If her said like, "Hey, my management abused me," but even even with Kesha, when she had the contract situation with Dr. Luke, and she was mm-hmm. like, "Dr. Luke is my abuser, but he was not letting me out of my contract, and I can't write music because he's around." We supported Kesha. We rallied around her. We people was you know donating their their legal advice pro bono to try to get her out of that contract so she, you know, free Kesha was a, a worldwide trending mm-hmm. topic on Twitter. I think that's the best example I could use. Yeah. 
But for Raz B, for example. He's a butt of every joke. He's a butt of every joke. And it's like, nigga, you better shut up and perform this Millennium Tour. Y'all better not. First and foremost, the Millennium Tour, I guarantee, is not going to make it to the end of a run. I don't think so. I hope y'all had insurance on them tickets. And I, ho- I hope y'all went to one of them early shows. You know what? I'm not even going to be funny. Like, we, I had extenuating circumstances, so I actually ended up having to sell my tickets. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like some morality compass reason. It was like we just couldn't make it. Right. And so um, the issue that, but when I think about it in hindsight, um, my tickets did sell. So I hope the young lady who got to enjoy them was, you know, she enjoyed her, the show she paid for. But in all actuality, when I think about it, I would have still been supporting an abuser. So the fact that I wasn't at that show does bring me comfort. It does bring me, I do get some kind of, you know, solace knowing that my money wasn't directly going towards Chris Stokes' pocket. Because I'm pretty sure he's got some royalties tied up in that music and in in that group in particular. He, he does. However, the flip side of nobody cares about black men's mental health is that black women have created a community of support for ourselves because we weren't finding it with other people, specifically black men. So for black men to say nobody cares about black men's mental health, well, it's, it, for me, it's the same thing as saying, well, when are we going to have the conversation about black men's mental health? Okay, you got the floor, so speak. Okay, you've got the opportunity to get on this platform and say nobody cares, but what are you doing to create care and concern? What are you doing to build a community for black men to be vulnerable and speak about mental health? What are you doing to make um, qualified, trained professionals accessible to black men so that they do have a, a safe space to speak about mental health? What are you doing to create what you don't have? And I look at it like that. So one of one of my... I call him like Twitter homies, like you know, one of the niggas that you just know on the timeline. Mm-hmm. He actually created a mental health nonprofit specifically for black men, right? So shout out to him. And so he was talking about how, like, because you know the, the the common refrain from that was like, "nigga go to therapy." And while but people don't understand, well, not understand, but seeing about yourself in a health way is expensive, and it's also a privilege. Therapy is not cheap. So, not cheap at all. No, because I have a therapist, and, like, that shit's expensive. Fam, she told me my copay, and I wanted to just walk right back out. I mean, it, <laughs> like, I like, I like, I'm good. Seriously, that, that therapy is not a, a regular doctor's visit. If you don't have the correct insurance or can't afford that, you know, the no or low copay insurance, is expensive. It's exp- Excuse me. It is very expensive. So, you know, for therapy and, and things that, you know, your regular schmegular insurance doesn't cover, the and, access isn't there. And not only is the access, it's a privilege, right? Not only is it a privilege, but also therapy is only one part of a larger puzzle. And where you also need, like, healthy boundaries with your friends, significant others. You need, like, a, a, a support group. Because, again, at most they're going to see your therapist one time a week. Mm-hmm. At most. And that's if you got it like that. Right. So here's the thing. For me... When I think about the black men that I hold close to me, like you and Kiddo's godfather and, you know, the guy I'm dating, when I think about the men that I hold close to me, I think about when I ask them, like, how are you? It's not just like I stop framing that question because it's very generic. Mm-hmm. It's are you OK? And it makes you self-reflect, like, am I OK? Do I need anything? It doesn't necessarily put the responsibility on me. But it's me checking in. It's me. And then, for instance, just today, I had a conversation with one of my guy friends about 
setting those boundaries for yourself because you will get walked over. You will get like he's very much so as a man. He feels like as a man, when the women in his life come to him, he feels this innate need to provide. Yeah, it's, it's like and I'm like, but you don't have it. So you're digging yourself not only in a financial but an emotional hole because you feel the need to provide something that it's not your responsibility to give right now. And you don't have it to give. So you have to learn that that no. You, and that's not just for black men and your sanity, but for mine and as a human being as well. So, you know, when I think about that particular conversation, it's like, OK, on, on the one end, black women, we cannot become oppressors in this. You cannot give the energy that you yourself will reject for yourself. But at the same time, black men, the responsibility of seeing about yourself is on you. And I look at I look at those statements um, as kind of like an icebreaker. So it's like it's like first from a Twitter is a public diary. Right. right. So when I say, man, no one gives a fuck about the black man's mental health. It's not necessarily it's it's, it's venting right. more than anything else. And but when. The venting statement becomes where you see certain people like gaslighting or certain people just kind of piling on. It's just like we could just be silent. Like, <laughs> like you could just be because it's not even. It wasn't even like an accusatory. Like, oh, you guys need to do. It was just like no, I think like, in a lot of different ways, people have a hard time. Um, how do I say this? I I. And this is work I've had to do. So I'm trying my hardest to not sound like a hypocrite because I've come a very long way from the, the from the way I used to communicate. I try to communicate in a way that does not that does causes the least harm. But I'm still very, very cut it straight to the point. I'm still very much so a straight shooter. I don't know another way to be. And that's my problem. <laughs> if we're think, being honest. And, and I think it's one of those things where I talked about this with with my, my boy Rico um, the other day. Because cause he's very blunt as well. He mm-hmm. admits it. He's very blunt. He's just like, you have to build that relationship and you have to be able to build that um, kind of that camaraderie to the point where if you say something that's a little off, I know you didn't mean it that way because right. I know you. But, but see, when you put things on the internet, it's the difference between connotation and denotation. I, Cal, you could say something to me that if somebody would overhear it, would be offended. Yeah. But when you put things on the timeline, you become... You become susceptible to public opinion. Right. So, for instance, um, it's a public diary. Like, public. Like, why are you in my? Because it came across my timeline. Like, it came across my TL. You put it out there. You know you that like you have it, umpteen be, hundred followers. You, don't like you it, know that private. somebody. The, there's a probability of somebody seeing this, responding to it negatively or positively. You have to be also susceptible and open to that that criticism, and you left yourself open to it. So, you'll be all right. You'll, you'll be, be all right. But, yeah, I think that, um, in all honesty, there's just work to do in, in that aspect. And I, and I want to, I I and I know I need to do more, and I want to kind of try to build that community locally. But, I, I, A, is a lot of it's like, I don't know where to fucking start. Because right. it's, that's, a, that's a huge undertaking. Right. And, B, it's like, nigga, your mental health ain't all. But, see, who, but <laughs> see, who are you to say what right looks like? You know what I mean? We all got to swim upstream. And I think in a lot of different ways, because you know what it feels like to struggle with mental health, you'd be the perfect person to be able to relate to. 
You know what it feels like to not be okay, to recognize that you're not okay, and what it takes for you to go seek help. And we, you and I work full-time jobs and got, you know, jobs that cover insurance. And we sit in, a, in college educated, so we sit in a position of privilege where access isn't hard for us. So how do I, sitting in the seat that I'm sitting in, reach down to help somebody get to where I am and put them in a position where they have as many much access to health care as I do? What can I do? And, and I think and, and it's one of those things where you kind of have to sit back and, and figure out the right way. I think because it's not one of those things. You can, I'm not going to half-ass this type shit. You can't half-ass this. You know what I'm saying? You can't half-ass this. Fix your face. Um, <laughs> no, and, I'm sorry. Okay, so real quick, I have a first world problem. <laughs> mm-hmm. So my dumbass didn't order my birthday dress. I ordered my shoes Last week, when I should have ordered my dress with my shoes last week. Stupid. Stupid. And so, today was the last day that I knew I could order something if I rushed, delivered it, and have it ordered on time to get here in time for Friday. Because I have dinner plans for my birthday. You know? So, excuse me. I had a bubbles before we got here. So, I'm like. (laughs) I'm over here trying to. I'm over here off of water and robotess. (laughs) No. uh Uh-uh. I went and drank before I got here. How on brand is that? Anyway, so anyway, long story short, I had to rush deliver something. And then I just got the email that not only was my order accepted, like they processed my order, but it's getting dispatched. So it'll be here by Thursday because God is good and merciful and he loves me. Even though you out here fucking around with the church's money to doing some boy on the edge. I know. On the edge. Because if your shit ain't get there, I wouldn't want to be around you. Nope. I'd have stayed in the house and I'd have had an attitude all weekend. I promise you, if my clothes did not get here in time, I was sitting in the house and I was going to have an attitude and everybody around me would have felt it. I block you. <laughs> I block you all, all for the strength and I unblock you Wednesday, April 3rd for our podcast. <laughs> like, you ready, Alex? You got your shit together? All right, bet. Cool. I can unblock you now. Um, but yeah, I think wrapping that up, I think it's just, um, it's important, again, to not, don't become the people you hate. Right. And I mean and I mean that for black men, black women, white women, everybody. Don't become the person you hate just because you it's, you you can't play the reverse card on oppression like nope, back to you. Like no, and you you have to treat people with the same open energy and the same open arm that you would want to be treated. And let me be the first person to say how hard that shit actually is. It is easy for me to return your energy. It is easy for me to say Cal said fuck Alex so it's fuck Calvin. No, I'm just leave Calvin alone. Do you know the 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 opposite of hate is not love; it's, it's indifference. Because it takes the same amount of energy to hate me that it does to love me. But if you don't give a fuck about me, you just don't give a fuck about me. And it's easy for me to say, you know what? I could give my energy. It's hard to say I'm going to give my energy to something that actually serves me. Because retaliation is human nature. Eye for an eye is human nature. To get at you the way you got at me, and I'm a type of person. I'm very spiteful. I will burn the house down with me in it if it meant that you wouldn't live. But so, the eye for an eye leaves a whole world blind. All right, Confucius. <laughs> okay. You know what I'm saying? Get my tea in order. Okay. But, 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 but real shit, because if we're all spiteful, none of us win. Right. And in And in this game that we're playing called we, life. We all have to win. Niggas got to win. And so if I cut your nose off, you cut my leg off, bitch, we both bleeding. And neither one of us is any closer to the goal. But 
you got you got your little pound of flesh. All right, Tyron Lannister. You over here sounding like a you making a lot of sense over there, my G. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of making a lot of sense, someone who didn't make a lot of sense, goddamn Daniel Caesar. Okay, so let's get into it. Shall First we? and foremost, Daniel Caesar, your, your, your teeth are in a long distance relationship with each other. Don't do this. Don't see that was my point. You just made my whole fucking point. First of all, we were in agreement. I think it was like a silent agreement that we weren't going to speak about Daniel Caesar's appearance because I the man agree. makes the man agree. makes beautiful music. He does. And he has and an ugly face. Stop. <laughs> but the fact that he came out whatever Listen, the fact that we we let this man ride for this long is proof is proof of pro-blackness. Because we let this man ride out for this long looking like the way he looked because he made beautiful music and we all had a silent agreement that all right, nigga, Keep making this beautiful music and don't say the stupid shit and we'll let you rock. He broke his contract by saying stupid shit. So now, because he broke his contract by saying stupid shit, now the joke's going to fly. I mean, I don't... Mm. Nigga, the gap between his teeth is I-75 big. Don't do that. And, but, don't do this, Calvin, please. <laughs> the problem that I'm having, the problem that I'm having is this. Daniel's for for those of us who don't know what's going on. Daniel Caesar cape for yes, Jules. And and, he, I, and, I, and and okay, let's be serious. I'm gonna be serious now. So I, got, I got my jokes off now. Daniel Caesar cape for yes, Jules, asking us why were we so mean to her? Why were we so mean to white people? In why general? were we so mean to white people in general? And if we acted more like the, we would be on the winning team. And I, so I if we watched, acted more like I watched, I watched for life, right? Because I had I to didn't. watch. I, I had to watch because I needed to understand. Because a lot of times, again, with Twitter, you'll see the headline. Well, no. I watched enough of it to understand. Because to be honest with you, it was painful. It was like, because when I, watching the live, it was like, this is anti-black as fuck. And, and, but like, I think, so, A, Daniel Caesar needed to check his people around him. Because ain't no way in hell. Nigga, if I'm with Daniel Caesar and I see him tr- trending towards that, I'm going to smack the phone out of his hand. Nope, bitch. You got, he had the wedding song on lock for the next 30 years. Dog, uh, what best part? Bro. I was going to play that at my wedding. He had the wedding song on lock for the next 30 years and tricked it off for goddamn Logic Jewels. And the crazy thing about... Logic Jewels ain't say a goddamn word in the She did not... And let that be a lesson to you black men that are out here caping, or black people who are out here really caping for white people. Because when it's their turn to defend you, when you get your your well-deserved dragging, they are nowhere to be found. Yes, Jules didn't come out and say, thank you, Daniel, I appreciate this. But she didn't come out and say a fucking thing. She sat there and ate her food. The same thing Daniel Caesar should have done. And, 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 the fu- and the fucked up thing was, like, the first 30 seconds I saw, he made a solid point. He was like, why did... He's like... He, I think he says, like... We talked about don't become the thing that you hate. Like, why do we... He was like, why do we give all of this aggressive behavior to everyone else but can't accept any of it in return? That, if fleshed out properly, is a decent point. Because we're talking about, like, why are you becoming the thing you hate? And then... Mm-hmm. Because according to him, he was drunk. He even mentioned like, yeah, Dave Chappelle said I look gay as fuck, and I had to sit there and eat that shit because like I knew that he, you know, what I'm saying it wasn't. Mm-hmm. And then he just went off the rails, <laughs> like like severely went off the rails. Because I'm watching, I'm like, okay, I'm trying to. Because a lot of times, I see the outrage and I see the actual post. I'm like, that's not that bad. Then it was like, and then yeah, it, and then, Daniel then, Caesar is pretty bad. And then, then he swerved, and then not only did he swerve and cape for guest jewels, say all the other shit. And then he doubled down on the shit with a Twitter rant. 
He was like telling us to cancel him. He's like, cancel me, man. If you don't cancel me. And then he tried to drive, try to go to Uncle Joe Budden for some help. But Joe Budden, you know what? Joe I Budden wasn't even trying to give him the bail. He was like, nah, fam. Can't believe I'm getting ready to say Joe Budden was right about something. I can't. I can't believe. God damn, is this what pushing thirty feels like? Nigga, Mercury's still in retrograde for the next couple hours. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, okay, so I'm not gonna ever say this again, but I agree with Joe Budden when he didn't defend go up for Daniel Caesar and allowed somebody to get their proper dragging. Wow. Okay, that hurt. You'll be all right. Okay, You'll that hurt. Right. But yeah, let this be a lesson to you, Negroids, that feel the need to cape for white people or non-people of color or anybody and they don't come defend your ass the other part about it is daniel caesar reminds me of a couple people i grew up in school who felt like they were ostracized by their black peers because they they didn't fit into like that black and now he leans into the trauma right so you leaned into the trauma instead of recognizing that you may not have fit instead of because you're still a black man in america and that's you grew up in canada so i understand I but, get it. But, like, Canada ain't that much better, nigga. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and also, there's, there, there, he remind me, because there's black men and black women, because, you, you know, Oreos, that's what we call them, right? See, I got called an Oreo because but, I spoke proper English. But there's a difference between those who spoke the King's English and those who, I think, legitimately thought they were white. Like, we're talking about the ones who didn't have a single black friend, who hung out with hung out with the white people, the proper oh, white yeah. that, that You know, that type of the person. The black girls who wore the messy bun and it, they just didn't understand that it was just a mess. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm like, baby. In my mind, I'm like, baby, you're still black. Like, you can hang around them. Still nigga. You can, be, you can do all of that. And that's fine if that's what you want. But, but the, once you leave this bubble... You still black, baby girl? Still nigga. And that's why I think Daniel Caesar kind of, because he, he looks like a person mm-hmm. that had that similar issue where, you know, black people, when he was younger, wasn't fucking with him for whatever mm-hmm. reason, his interests, his look, his dress, whatever. Because, you know, black teenagers will find any reason not to fuck with somebody. But see, teenagers are just fucking mean in general. But you can't tell me that as a teenager. So but I completely understand. It is also it's also our formative years where we're most vulnerable, most impressionable. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a whole cocktail of bullshit. That's why teenagers are assholes, and this is a cocktail of fuckery. But it's also our most formative years as far as like trying to become eventual adults. Right. So he during his formative years pr- probably was like shunned by the community he he looked like. And and so that trauma kind of fed into his thought process. And I get it. I I can, how many men and women got hurt one time at 15 and been said, fuck bitches and fuck niggas forever? Nah, men do that. Because women will love over and over again. Men are the ones that get their heart broken one time at 15 and have never had a girlfriend since. We have this conversation. Y'all do that shit. That ain't a woman thing. Y'all, never mind. There, you know, we'll, many, say, we'll say some of this for the last. Because yeah. some of y'all will, will date again, but then will never let that go. Okay. All right. But we'll talk about that. You know what? And still I rise a Cardi B fan. She's trash. The bitch can do no wrong. Yes, she can. She can do no wrong. All right. So, all right. So, for those who don't know, again, this is why, first and foremost, if you're a celebrity, I say spend the $8. So, there's this program that will (laughs) delete any incriminating tweet, any incriminating live for $8. So, Cardi B, Barty Gang. Um, you know what I'm saying? Uh, whatever nickname you have for Marty. a couple of her old IG stories resurfaced. And I hate that shit. I'm going to listen. 
you are allowed. Go ahead. I'm, I'm going to let you finish because I hate the whole bring up their old tweets or bring up their own IGs or bring up their old shit. And I understand Cardi's a new star, so a lot of her old shit is still fairly recent. But think about the person you were a year ago, let alone a month ago, and the person you are now. You are allowed to evolve and develop, and we are not giving people the grace that we expect just because they're celebrity. Like, I hear you, but I, uh, also, got to admit, this show's pretty bad. She, uh, she was pretty bad. Go ahead, Calvin. So, so the first video I saw was her talking about how in order for her to survive in the Bronx— that she would um, and lure men up to her hotel room with kind of putting sex on the table. Um, correct me if I'm, I'm, I'm miss. No, you're right. Luring, luring men up to the hotel room with sex on the table, drug them, and rob them, according to her. Um, and then the second video that surfaced was her talking about like how if her man made her mad, she where I think it might have been cheated or whatever that the way she would get back at him was to get him kind of drunk and perked up in her words and invite a transsexual, a tranny in her words, a, a transgender person for a threesome while he was kind of not coherent and then let him know the next morning that, like, he had sex with a transgender person as, like, a way to get back at him. So those are the two videos that kind of resurfaced. And for me, I'm like, yo, like... The first video, as far, as far as, like, her drugging men and robbing them, that's pretty, it's pretty bad. And the reason why I say it's pretty bad is because it's, like, it's not because, oh, it's Cardi, but it's, like, I, can, I, compare, it to, I compare it to the, uh, the male the, the male rappers as well. Like, when Rick Ross said, I put Molly in the champagne, she ain't even know it. Lost his Reebok sponsorship. Like, it lost, I think he had another sponsorship as in that, that got put off the table. Had to delete the lyric off of off of you know future things, and generally like we was all pretty kind of shocked. Like my nigga, like you, how did you think this was okay? And it sounds like what Cardi did was like I'm a drug nigga, I'm a robber nigga, and I think what what worried me was not mm-hmm. the the videos in the event of itself, right? Because I mean, as you say, people are allowed to grow if they show growth, right? But it was kind of like the dismissive nature of a lot of the fan base about this. Like, it was like, I saw a lot of people was like, well, nigga, just be glad it wasn't you. Nigga, what? No, that's not it either, Chief. So my opinion about the first tweet about these men were preying on the vulnerability of a woman to begin with. You know that this girl ain't got it. You know that she's, you know what I mean? First of all, he was soliciting sex. If we're going to get technical. Prostitution. Prostitution. Okay. You cannot condemn the seller of sex and not condemn the buyer. Cannot. I look at it. I look at Can- it. Some, I look at it like this. So say. I, I Say you got something on Craigslist I want to buy. Right. Like a TV. Couch. Mm-hmm. We whatever. Right. I pull up ready to buy that. And you pull out a gun and rob me. That's not, that's like, that's not okay. Like, uh, we had to establish, like, all right, cool, I'm going to pay you X amount of money for this. I pull up ready to buy whatever good I've, I thought I've acquired, and you said, <laughs> and you pull out a gun and rob me, or you get your people and jump me. And, you know what I'm saying? Like, But see, for me, I just feel like what Cardi did was some regular strip club ass shit. 
as far as like soliciting sex and getting niggas for what they got. Because in my head, I think of all the times and all the places women have literally died from sex work because men have manipulated, abused and raped and robbed uh, sex workers. Sex workers, like when I think about the transgender community and sex work in particular, how many transgender women who have given consent to men to have sex with them under knowing that they were transgender and still died. Like, for instance, Bobby Valentino, he got outed simply because he would not pay the transsexual woman that he knew was transsexual for the sex that they consensually had under the agreement that you were going to pay me for this. So I think about that uh, when it comes to the Cardi B situation. You drug niggas, the line, <laughs> I, I will say, that's oh a lot. God, oh, my God damn, can we at least get that? Like, can we at least get, like, look. That's okay. a lot. But I also understand the mentality of get them before they can get you. It's a, it, Like she said, she was doing this for survival. She was moving out of survival. However, where you lost me completely was the, A, the abuse of a transsexual. Why would you involve... Your boyfriend cheats on you. Why are we not just leaving niggas the fuck alone? My, the guy I'm dating right now violate, violates the terms of which we are dating each other. I would drop that nigga. I'm not going to drug him and send in my, you know, my transgender friends to go fuck this nigga. No, that's a headache. Why can we not just leave niggas the fuck alone? Leave niggas stinking. I don't love you enough to put you in harm's way. Does that make sense? A couple things. Kind of, it's like, I don't give a... F- but, all right, first of all, don't drug niggas. Like, I feel like... Okay, cool. If you want to if you want to scam niggas, you know... Like, I'd rather... Like, listen, if I'm going to scam you, the worst you're going to be is a little intoxicated. You're going to be drunk, but that's on your own. That's because you overpoured yourself. It's not going to be because I served you something you shouldn't have had. <laughs> you feel me? Like, I'm just like, all right, look, like... Part of me, part of it is like, okay. Like, the I game just is, want a couple dollars. I don't want a couple charges. That's it. I'm like, part of it is like, okay. The game is the, ga- the game is the game is the game as far as like you know, buying and selling money and sex, right? But for the record, prostitution should be legal. But I think again, we're in the same we're in agreement here. But also, I think there's the line that she crossed was when she was like, "I'm, I'm drugging niggas." Yeah, I'm drugging niggas to take money without their knowledge. I'm drugging and robbing niggas. And and then the whole like I'm gonna drug you and then against your consent involve a transgender person who had nothing to do with none of this shit. Involve a transgender person just to make you feel less of a man to try to try to strip away your masculinity when you find out that you had sex with this person. Listen, nigga do me wrong. I'm at the the big age of leaving you the fuck alone. And that's just where I'm at. I'm you might get cussed the fuck out. My actually no, you'll probably get cussed out. You're you definitely gonna cuss you out. But that's gonna be the last you hear of Alex. And that's perfectly okay. For me, but involving a a third party in my bullshit has never been my brand. I like to do my dirt by myself. <laughs> Gotta do your dirt by your lonely, man, because it's like first and foremost, real niggas don't leave witnesses. Nope. And my friends talk too much. So Facts. <laughs> got got a couple chatty patties. <laughs> they try to get me jammed up this week. Nigga, anyway, nigga, you try to get me jammed up this week. How? You are my ops right now. Oh yeah, no, Relax. now you were loud. Re- you didn't have to mention nothing. 
I just want you to know. I'm not mentioning what it is, but just I want you to know. Listen, re- I saw that sent that screenshot as quick as I saw it, baby. <laughs> fucking laps. Love you. You're supposed to be on my side. I peeped. I synced it. Goddamn. Listen, I, we can get into ops. I ain't going to do all that. Get, <laughs> what, I mean, we, before we start this Game of Thrones episode, how was your weekend? Man. There's a lot. Uh, okay, so um, this it's gonna be a little bit of a downer because I didn't really have actually a good, <laughs> a good last like four or five days since we've been in this booth. Yeah. Um, just death. There's been a lot of death, honestly. My condolences. I know this week has been a lot for you. Um. So so rest in peace to to the homie Fink, man. Uh, Miami University graduate, Miami University football player. Uh, passed away tragically. Um, over the course of this weekend. Um. Rest in peace to to my boys Josh and Ray Ray. Their father passed away over the course of this weekend, and my boy Josh's baby mother passed away over the course of this weekend, as well as um, rest in peace to uh, battle rap legend, Philly legend, uh, Tech Nine. Um, so like the Tech Nine death hit me like the Mac Miller death hit a lot of people. Yeah, because I'm like it's somebody I grew up watching, and for those, and I know like battle rap is like a niche culture thing, mm-hmm. but for those who are in that niche culture. Tech Nine is like one of the Godfathers, one of the building blocks of that shit. Mm-hmm. And like, and he made a successful transition from like battle rapper to commentator. He's like, he was like, it was like a retired athlete went on a sports center, became an analyst type shit. Yep. But for like that culture, mm-hmm. so it hit me hard. Like, you know what I'm saying, like, it hit me like the Mac Miller de- death hit me, or like, I got the message about Mac Miller, and I think I cried because I was a fan from his mixtapes. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, like, when he started to really get his notoriety, when he started to really get his features and shit, when, like... When he had... You know what I'm saying? Like... And then to know that, like... And then swimming. Yeah. And it was like, wow. Like, you're really becoming this star. And what do we do with this energy? And and, and so, for example, like, he died. Like, Tech 9 died suddenly. Like, we're talking about, like, he just did a live... The day before, and it was like the next day. Like I'm waking, I wake up at like seven o'clock in the morning, check Twitter because it's the morning paper, and I'm like, "What the fuck?" Right. And it, it just it hit hard, and then combine that with like think, and it was one of those things where it was like, I'm not gonna cap like me and him were like brothers, right? I'm not gonna cap on that because that's disrespectful. But it was like every time I seen him, every time we seen me, like we had it was like in Miami or. Out when he was in Cincinnati, you know, working, it was always love. It was always like, you know, saying you good, everything straight. Like, and for those who know him, the boy was just a bundle of fucking happy energy. Mm-hmm. Like a bundle of happy energy would would light up any room. He walked in, like just uh, just fucking a ball of energy and just happiness. And so when you get that message that like he's gone. Like that. And mind you, neither one of these people are, like, too much older than me, right? Like, one's, like, 32. Technology's, like, 32. And, you know, and Fink was, like, 28, 29. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and it's like, what the fuck? And so, this weekend, I'm sorry, we'll get to the, but it's like, this weekend, it's just a lot of death was around. It just, it felt like, you know those cartoons where they just got the black cloud of rain just, <laughs> just on you? It's yeah. funny as hell outside, but you just feel like you're getting rain on. That's what it felt. And it was one of those things where I couldn't I couldn't shake it for a while. Um, right. And I mean, I'm all right. 
you know what I'm saying? It's one of those things where it's like therapy. Like, I wish I had my therapist appointment, appointment earlier than I do have it. Right. Kind of just get to kind of discuss all this shit. But it's like, that was my weekend. My weekend was just filled with like, just, just, just heaviness. Right. And, and even still, um, what else was I say? You know, it was it was good seeing people. Like somebody was like, "Why are you going out to see the same people you see every weekend?" And while that's a valid statement, I'm like, I need to be around love. I need to be around like energy, energy. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because I could, I can't stay in the house and just kind of let them demons talk to me. Right. I need so. Um, yeah, I, I had to get out the house. I had to get out the house. I get that. Um, well, first of all, when you are loved tremendously and it's not and I don't I don't too often speak for other people I typically try to just speak for Alex but you're one of those people that when you say C. Diddy or Calvin they'd be like oh yeah my mans and it's not just generic it's not like we got you bro and the men that you have around you the women including myself that are around you we take genuine interest in you and who you are and when you're not okay we feel that shit and in this time and in whatever you need, and I'm trying not to get teary-eyed because we real niggas don't cry. Um, <clears throat> but just know that you don't have to be strong right now. We got you. Um, thank you. Um, I think I just, hey, man, just hug, hug, hug the people that you love, man. Like, I think that's one of the things I think just we often put shit off because we think, oh, man, I got time. You don't have time. You don't have time. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, like. It's you know what it's so funny you Cause, say that because life is, is a, so both funny. the longest thing we'll ever do, and but it's also it could be just it's like that mm-hmm. like, and it's one of those things where like I saw my mother today and I was just so happy to see her because it was just like I ain't seen her in a minute yeah you know what I'm saying I saw my parents yesterday as a matter of fact and it was just I stayed a little bit longer than I typically do, but it was just I needed to be it's a my, again my parents are older and. It's the idea, the watching your parents get older is very, it's a very sobering and humbling Ooh. thing. Like, knowing. Listen, listen, my mom ain't allowed to die before me, bro. Like, I, like, I, like, I, I think I've told you this all. Like, you're not allowed to go <laughs> before me. So, no. And just knowing that, like, progressively things break down. And, you know. You see him move a little slower. A man. little slower. Or my, my dad, you know, his motor skills are not, not that anything's wrong. Nothing is wrong. It's but natural. It's, it's natural. natural. It's natural to the older you get to slow it down and slow down your pace. And that's just where, you know, the mortality of your parents set in and the mortality of the people around you set in. Um, for instance, you know, this weekend I got hit with some unexpected news myself. And it, again, reminded me of my own mortality. And it reminded me to slow down and take care of Alex and prioritize the things that matter most. And, of course, with all news, when it rains, it fucking pours because then... I got hit with more news and regarding me and a friend of mine. And it was like, okay, I don't want to cast this off as bullshit or disregard it because I got my own shit going on. I want to make sure that I'm validating how you feel. But it's like, in my head, the bigger picture is I give a fuck about you. Right. So I'm going to do what I got to do to validate the way that you feel. Stand in truth. I don't co-sign no bullshit. I'm going to stand in truth, but I am going to make sure that you feel heard and understood. And it's like... Everything, bro, it really kind of just puts into perspective a lot of shit. Like, a lot of the shit that we argue, we bicker over, we we stress over, 
for lack of a better word, it's petty. And I think it's, it's so minuscule. Like, even today, the argument I got into with with, with somebody, in the grand scheme of things, they don't mean a goddamn thing. Nothing. You know what I'm saying? But, like... But in that moment, in, it was everything. In that moment, it was everything in that moment. I'm over here, like, in the, in the barbershop chair, like, about to get my hair cut. Like, this bitch got me fucked up. Like, And I'm like, <laughs> for what? <laughs> like, for what? Like, I think every once in a while, you have to have that, you know what? This don't matter to me. And will and not only does it will it matter tomorrow, right? Will it matter a week from now, month right. from now, five years from now, like? And if it won't, why are we? I really want to start remembering my Friday nights, and I can't see. See Friday nights, man. Friday nights in Cincinnati is like a it's like a grab bag. I really, I'm like, what the fuck? That I do. I went to Rasconi's on Friday. That's what I did. Which is rare. Rare, bro. I don't. I was just like, I'm really. I'm in Rasconi's right now. Wow. Okay. So went to Rasconi's. Um, shout out to Shawnee. She came down from Dayton for the B2K concert. I love you, boo. It's good to see you. She had. She had. She had a jersey on. Yeah, she had the the original Carmelo Anthony jersey on. If you know, you know. <laughs> and she looks so cute. Um, she came down. Niggas got the wrestling, bro. I have never in my life snatched a woman up. And Shawnee is a little bit shorter than me. Um, thick, thick brown skin girl. And I'm like, they got to wrestling. And I was just like, bruh, Shawnee's mom is a deacon. So all I can hear is, you let my baby do what? And so I just grabbed her up and just moved. <laughs> like, bruh, Throw some holy water on your you dumb know? Oh, my God. Because the only thing I literally, the voice in my head was Shawnee's mom was going to kill us both. <laughs> Her mama gonna kill us. Let my baby out there in the Rasconis because they always <laughs> yes. add love. Always. And the little Rasconis. All I heard was her mama like spazzing on me if something happened to her because she wasn't even supposed to be down here. And I was like, she wasn't even supposed to be out. So I'm like, let me let me just move you out of Dodge for our, for both our sake. For both. No, I don't want it. So then Saturday, <clears throat> we had family day with kiddo. Mm-hmm. Um, it was me, kiddo, a couple of my closest girlfriends, um, their kids. Um, and we just like, we went to, bro, we went to laser tag at the skating place. We should have been just club Ritz. I've never seen so many badass kids in my life. And I mean, I'm used to children. I'm used to pe- going places. You, you went to the skating place. On a Saturday. And there were so many birthday parties. There was just so much shit. So I was like, no, guys. All y'all, all y'all fucking Aries was out here just, just. Making fucking kids. However, the Aries gang was looking stronger than the Army of the Dead in that motherfucker. They was out here. and They was out here. So, anyway. So, I'm like, you know what? I got two rounds of laser tag in me. Let's go. So, I suit up. And, of course, Kiddo decided to be on the opposite team of me. He loved being an ops for no reason. Yo, he loved... I don't know why he loves lighting my ass up. Now, if you've ever had the pleasure of meeting my son, you also understand that. Like, my man's... He goes for blow. Okay. Disrespectful. I'm, is, I still want. I still want that little kid here for giving me them back to back to back draw forks. And he still mentions it every time I talk about you. He's like, "Oh, you're recording with Uncle Cal today. Tell him I, it, what's up." He can, he said he can come get this heat anytime he wants. Now, when I hit you with this switch hands, don't say nothing. <laughs> all right? Yeah, he wants the smoke. I want. I want all the smoke with him, bro. So I'm in there, and it's not just us and our kids. It's a couple other little kids. So I was like, "All right." I got a couple more kids I got a mob over, but I want I want the smoke, right? Bro, laser tag will really have you out here calling eight year olds the ops. 
Because they're the ops. But fuck them kids, bro. <laughs> fuck I was out there lit, lighting their little asses up, walking around looking like they got them Navy SEALs. Bow, bow, bow. You couldn't tell me nothing. Hit them with the soldier. Pull out here, nigga, nigga. Bow. And I was like, I was like, bow, bow. Bro, <laughs> listen. And then they gave me the rapid fire upgrade. Oh, I was in there losing my mind. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, yeah, shout out to them kids. But fuck them kids. Um, so, yeah. And then. And I'm stepping out. Um, shout out to Santana. It was his birthday this weekend. Santana, we we, we see you, boy. Hey, that, I'm glad you're alive, my nigga. Bro, he did not make it. That Might you, not make it. Um, our friend, our 6-1 King of the North came down. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it was a good time. And, sh- and shout, out, shout out to the 6-1 uh, King of the North. I'll be providing his fire-ass captions. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll be, I'll be holding it down. You, you know, know what I mean? So, he came down, came to kick it with the kid, and we had a good time. For the most part. So there was a shorty. And you know what? It's not too often I do this, but <clears throat> I've got time today. Not a lot of time. Because we, time. Still, we, we, get a, we still get to chop in this great Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, excuse me goes a long way. Manners goes Man, a long way with boy, me. Okay. And there was a shorty. It might have been the same shorty who pissed me off. But continue. Yep, and it was. There was a shorty who I get it. You drunk. Three points. Got real busy. Got real busy Everybody real was lit. So a lot of things happened that may or may or not have gotten blown out of proportion or taken the wrong way. Whatever. We were drunk. A night at bygones are bygones as far as I'm concerned. Until you deliberately put your hands on me as a stranger. And when I turn around, you cut me this look like you had a right to put your hands on me. All I know is that my purse was sliding off my shoulder. was handing it to Jade. Our friend literally, like, picked me up and moved me across the room to the bar. Because, no, it wasn't happening. And, I almost whooped her ass. And, and, and you know what? Once is a mistake. Twice is a trend. Because she hit, she bumped me twice. And it was the second time that she bumped me where I was just like, oh, you want this smoke, smoke. And I think it might have been the same young lady. Because I'm over here talking to one of my friends. We're over by the little entrance that goes into the dance floor. And, like, I hear, I, I see, a, I get a little push. Mind you. Maybe like five three at most with heels. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So it don't it don't affect me. It don't. I'm like, but it's still about the fact that you put your greasy paws on me. Right, right. bitch. I don't know where your hands been. And secondly, and so I, again, I'm drunk and I'm over here like I can't touch you. I can't hit a woman. I don't hit women. But I know women who do hit you, and I will have money on your head. I'm a woman who hits women. I'm like, I have money on your head tonight. Leave me the fuck alone. Keep your hands to yourself. If I have to keep my hands to myself. You should be in my. You can I'm lose a, your I'm, hands a, I'm not a small nigga, and if I can say excuse me, pardon me, let me slide by you real quick. Excuse me, Miss Lady. Excuse, excuse me. Pardon me, let me slide by you real quick. I know your five foot three, one hundred and ten pound ass can do the same. Because again, you touch me, and not only you touch me, you push me, and then don't say excuse me. And we talk about love and support. I have love and support. I would oh. love to support your ass after I whoop it. And I also no. have women who are fucking crazy. Hi. Like, and this is a message for anyone who ever feels a need to try me thinking that I won't touch you. I won't touch you, but somebody will. Leave Y'all me. do like to walk around the city bulletproof. Like, you're bulletproof. <laughs> you're not, baby girl. You're not. Y'all really do. It's fine. You're- anyway, enough capping. So, for those of you... Who ain't on on Game of Thrones or you're not caught up. Turn this episode off off now. Right now. Listen, live podcast, Wednesday, April 3rd, 6 to 8 at the Lateral. At 6 to 10, 
Six to ten. Six Sorry. to ten. Six to eight is the happy hour. Eight to ten is the is the live show. But if you haven't watched Game of Thrones all the way, turn this shit off. We now. will see you next week. FYI, we're not recording on Tuesday because the live show is on Wednesday. So don't expect this episode till Friday. Same time, same place. We love you. All right. All right. We- now, now, and now, if you here now, we with the shits. We with the shits. All right. <laughs> all right. So. So. Um, the, so. I'm getting right to the shit. Fuck this. Yeah, let's fuck All right. Play. Top five deaths. Joffrey. Ramsey. Okay. Joffrey and Ramsey won too. I think I hated Ramsey more. I but, hated Ramsey more. But Joffrey's death was more satisfying because it came suddenly. You know what? I was not expecting his death. I was, I wasn't I was expecting his death when it happened. But you know what? As cruel as he was leading up to his actual death, I wanted him to suffer longer. I wanted him to like gag and bleed. And I didn't want him to just be like to choke on his own poison. Like I wanted actual blood. I wanted somebody to cut his head off. I really wanted a knife like drawn slowly through him and you see him shake and quiver. I wanted his shit. If we were going to get graphic, I wanted his shit to be the most graphic. All right. um, So, so I hated Ramsey more, but Joffrey death was more satisfying. You know who had a more satisfying death than that? Who? Peter Baelish. His death was so satisfying. And P- Peter's dumbass, he tried to go into the well one too many times. Should have sat there and ate your food. Because <laughs> Sansa Stark, as dumb as she is, she actually, like, she played that very well. And someone, and someone said, Sansa Stark is one of the only main characters who actually recognizes her weakness. She recognizes that she's not the smartest, because she's not the sharpest crayon in the, in the, in the, in the drawer. You she's not. But... She recognized that, and she and she knows that other people see that, so she will play stupider. She definitely played stupid into Peter, it, and then will let and you, then thanked him right before she killed him. It was like, oh my god, thank you so much, and then brought Arya in. Everybody thinking like, oh shit, baby, he about to really separate the Stark sisters, and then she was like, how do you plead for your charges, Lord Baelish? And then his face was just like. Oh, no, oh, you oh, raggedy bitch. Oh, no, I wasn't ready. Oh, you no. raggedy Bro, bitch. Bro, he's trying to copy, please, like a nigga just got caught. She was like, baby, baby, if we could just talk private, like, I just want to. I just, I just need you to know that I love you. I, I just, just need you to know how much you care. <laughs> I just need you to know I love you. I want us to grow. And and then Arya was like, fuck that shit, nigga. Gang, gang. Yeah, gang, gang. So, all right, so top five deaths. So, uh, Joffrey was first. Mm-hmm. Ramsey was second. Because Ramsey was an evil little motherfucker, boy. I was actually glad they got him up through. Uh, Littlefinger was third. Who was um, Tywin for me was fourth. Oh, really? Because it was like, I think it was the fact that like my man Tyrion, like like made it made it out the jungle, <laughs> beat the odds, and then he not only and beat, did numbers, did numbers, <laughs> stay home. And, and I think I felt I felt Tyrion because like all right, you know what I'm saying? You break you, my boy breaks me out of jail. Uh-huh. I, I come up. I see the girl I love calling my daddy the Did nickname she came from me. Like, what did Drake say? I'll give your nickname to someone else. Like, gave gave the nickname away. So now I gotta kill you. And that, but he admitted she a girl, so it's like a fair fight on the low. And so, so, so he is struggling with it, and then catches dad on the shitter. I mean, and it was like, fam, you was about to, you was trying to, you try to execute me, and you know I ain't do it. The but game you, is the game. So, uh. Tywin was fourth, and fifth, I think, I mean, just Vesepta Baylor. That whole Yo. explosion. That whole explosion. 
And the fact that Cersei played that shit so fucking and smooth. Is, and, and Marjorie knew knew the time See, was. See, the, the moment that Marjorie's like, bro, she's not coming. We got to get the fuck up through. And the fucking high scepter was like, no, nobody leaves. And he was like, you're such a dumb fuck. Mar- Can we get into how cold Marjorie was? Hey, man. She's so fine. And she played the game. Like, she played the game. Oh, like, yeah, she was going to be queen. She played the game. It was just like, sometimes, like, she was, um, she was like the 2000. She was like the Buffalo Bills. Like, she played the game well, but she just like, she, 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 she ain't win. I mean, that part. So, the top five deaths for me had to be Jon Snow. See, that wasn't the top five deaths. No, bro, because when I saw him get lit up five times and then his little nigga lit him up. Oh, no. See, okay, so so what I say, so I did run into a couple spoilers. That was one of them that kind of ruined that moment for me. Nope. Because here's the thing. Because nope. I was like. I had no idea. See, I ran into a couple spoilers. So, I knew, like, this nigga lives. So I'm like, when it when it happened, I'm like, this. I felt like I really Harlem shake through the spoilers. I'm very like the spoilers that I got were in like season one or two when the show was really like it was more character development. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of time for me it was like I was asking questions because I I was having trouble connecting dots. So I was really cool about like okay, let me mute certain things because I really want this show. Jon Snow's death took me out. When I say that Red Witch. And I've never wanted her to do good so bad in my life than in that moment when she brought my nigga back. Hold up, wait a minute. Y'all, Y'all thought, thought I was, I was finished? finished? And that man took his first breath? And so, like, I will say that, though. So, like, that kind of, I because mean, I knew he lived. Nope. Because, because I mean, I'm playing catch up and see this. They got, they got this thing on promotional flyers. I'm like, well, clearly this mother. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, but I will say this, though. If. If I had, that hadn't got spoiled for me, oh yeah, that would have hit. Like, no. Nigga, the mm-hmm. little nigga gave him the kill shot. The little, little nigga, nigga. Came, gave him the kill shot, and that's why I felt Jon Snow when he was like, "Nigga, my watch is ended." Nigga, y'all killed me. Literally, y'all can have this shit. Y'all killed me. I am technically a free from my duties because I died. I died. Literally died for this shit. Y'all got me fucked up. And, and then for the wildlings to be the realest niggas on his team. Right. Yeah. yeah. Y'all Bro. killed me. I'm out this bitch. So, Jon Snow, Khaleesi's Dragon was second. See, I've looked at his top five like satisfied. That wasn't satisfying me. No, no, no. Top five, period. Like, Uh-oh. because when I say I didn't see that one coming worth a damn. And then my nigga brought the dragon back. First and foremost, the, the nigga javelin through. <laughs> oh, if we're talking top five deaths, then we're, um, my nigga Oberyn. That was my second. He gets, he gets put in No. Gets put Oberon's in death was the most frustrating for me. Because, my nigga, you did not have to do all that fucking capping. You really could have just... D- d- killed the nigga. Killed the nigga and been like... And went home. And fucked as many of you... Fuck, continue fucking bitches with your wife. But no. You but no. You want to sit there and, and prance and dance. And, and, and then got got. And not only got got, your head got smashed in, my nigga. And you both ended up dying. Mm. You know, that Oberon's death pissed me off so bad. And so, but like my nigga, my nigga, the Night King really threw this shit, threw this javelin like he was Aaron Rodgers and threw it off the back foot, <laughs> and just let this bitch just hit. And it was like it hit, and you could tell like my nigga, don't shit affect the dragons. Like the nigga, they, they threw a thousand arrows at this nigga, and he was like skirt skirt. But this javelin nigga. Cause that was that was the that that was the arrow. That's what they needed. That was not just no simple. That wasn't um, Valerian steel, my nigga. That was that bitch of arrows. Okay, 
They weren't fucking playing. And, and, and so, yeah, man. So, yeah, that dragon. And, and, and they got a fucking white walker dragon. They crazy. got a white walker dragon. He's he, not. That nigga, that nigga just burnt down the wall like, bitch. He was just like, oh, what's. This cute. This little cute. This little, this old thing. <laughs> Literally. Um, Another death that took me out was Walter Frey. When Arya Stark took her mask off from poisoning that nigga. And killed everybody. And then let the choppers sing on all the phrase. And so, so okay, so when you binging it, when I'm, so I'm binging that shit. So I just saw that nigga die the last episode. And so when he's talking it, I'm like, what the fuck? Wait, 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 wait. You forget fuck? that Arya is now the mini face god. And so, but, so for me, so, but here's the thing. If, I feel like that would have hit harder for me if I like saw it alive and forgot. Because mm-hmm. it was like end of season five, beginning yeah. of season. You know what I'm saying? It was mm-hmm. the end of one. I would have forgot. And then when she were when she were I'm like oh shit but I'm like I'm watching this live like, I just saw you kill yeah. this nigga and you not only killed this nigga you fed the nigga these kids first you fed him his kids men <laughs> kill the nigga men, and then when she goes meets back up with her homeboy she's like oh I've been baking lately I lost it hey shout out to Hot Pie man Hot Pie's know his role and he's staying his lane he know he's a fat nigga who like food and he's staying his lane and he was baking bread and and taught Arya a couple recipes along the way and he just my you, nigga. Honorable death has to definitely go to Hodor. Oh, that took me out. <laughs> Hodor's death took me out. Hodor's death because I think I literally cried. Because Ho- he lived to serve him. I was done. Bro, Hodor's death, when you realize that like the fucked up time because space continuum made it so his name was Hodor in the first place because it was like, bro. Hold the door. <laughs> bro, that shit. When I tell you that shit, that shit fucked me up. I was, I was literally sitting there like with the damn, that's crazy face. That's crazy. Oh, speaking of the damn, that's crazy face. For one episode, everyone told me to text them. The when- red. Hold on. See, brings me to my second question, Y'all, guys. I have notes. <laughs> you have to excuse me. Who had the worst wedding? Joffrey, or the red wedding? Oh, Red Wedding. Red Either. Wedding. Can you even So first and foremost, so again, because you're, I'm watching this late, and everyone who's been there tells me, when you get to the Red Wedding... Text me. And text I was one of those people. And I'm over here like, what the fuck? I'm over here like, yeah, it can't be that. Y'all hyping it. Y'all, nope. y'all, y'all hyping nope. it. It can't be that bad. It Where wasn't. Everyone, and so then, so what fucks me up is like the, the episode before that is when Tyrion and Sansa get married, and they're in red. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking, oh shit, is this a red one? Nope. Because I'm over here, Tyrion drunk off his ass. He ready to fight Joffrey. I'm thinking like, oh shit, it's about to go down. And then nothing happens. And then I see him like, it's like, a, it's like I think knowing that some shit popped off mm-hmm. was almost worse than just because I'm like, oh fuck. Oh shit. But see, Walter Frey, but see, Catelyn warned Rob. Oh no, Rob, did, Rob brought this all on himself. All on himself. Catelyn warned Rob that Walter Frey was not the nigga to cross. He a petty nigga. He's a petty ass nigga. Don't do this. We know his daughters ain't shit to look at. We understand. We but get we it. Need but we need this alliance, my nigga. Catelyn Stark had been begging this nigga. And not only that, and not only then. And honestly. The girl who got married wasn't that bad. He, he You would have, if Rob She was Cincinnati cute. You know, six, Latina Cincinnati, six everywhere else. Cincinnati cute. Some of y'all, some of y'all. Says Relax. <laughs> relax. I'm sorry. Because I'm not trying to throw hands during my birthday weekend when this episode drops. You going to relax. Anywho. So. My bad. <laughs> nah. I. But no, Rob brought that all of himself. Because first of all, you could have had him side chick. He was thinking about being fucking. Like, here's the thing. I think a lot of that had to do with the fact, okay, he fell in love with old girl. I, I get that. She was cold. 
completely understand that. However, I think a lot of it had to do with him trying to spike Catelyn for releasing Jamie. True. If Catelyn don't release Jamie, a half of shit don't happen. But she had to. But she had to do what she had to do. But then. But it, I think it was. It was it, I think what what hurt was because it was like the um we knew that they didn't even have them girls. Right. Once she did it, so I'm like, baby, you just released it for nothing. But she didn't know where her daughters were, so there's an act of desperation there as well. And but like, oh yeah, Rob Stark brought that on himself. But when like, uh, when they had, when when Catelyn slapped dude because she saw and found out he had the armor on him, and then it was like, <laughs> bow, bow. And it was like, nigga, my mouth just dropped. dropped. I'm like, oh, literally, nigga, they killing everybody. Oh, oh no, the oh. part where I thought, because Jamie likes to walk around like he's Mister Untouchable, and then when, when he it, got his hand chopped off. Oh, when he got his hand chopped off, I was like, oh, you humble now, huh? Real humble, bro. And he was like, it was a delay rush. He was like, it was like chop. He looked, and he was like, ah, oh, that shit really motherfucker. And then they hung it around his neck, <laughs> petty. So, who has more bastards? Robert Baratheon or Elijah Muhammad? <laughs> Ma'am, get get out. Get out. Get out right now. I'm just asking questions. Eddie asked questions. I'm just I just need to know. I'm gonna Robert Baratheon. For sure. That nigga that nigga, that nigga was, Papa was a Rolling Stone. Wherever he laid his hat. Was his home. He was in Little Swingers brothels getting it in. Bro, left cheek, right cheek. Uh uh-uh. uh. Take that, take that. Ah, bad boy, baby. Ah, ah. Real nigga award. Johnson. Let me finish. I said what I said. <laughs> the real nigga award between Brienne of Tars. Okay, she Brienne of Tars built like Larry Fitzgerald. <laughs> <laughs> she built like a solid ass slot receiver. No cap. Get out, Brienne of Tars. You got, you had a lot of Muhammad jokes. So I, I got one. The Hound. Eh. Or Olena of House Tyrell, aka Marjorie's grandmother. Um. Okay, so there's different things. So, as far as like, so the way the way uh, Olena went out, pure, pure savagery. Tell Cersei I did it, and Jamie just stood there like, like, damn, I really should have stabbed your ass. I should have chopped your motherfucking head off. But I will try to be nice, and you and you killed my goddamn son. Um, the hound ain't really a real. The hound ain't really much of a real nigga to me right now. Like he, 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 he on the road of redemption still type shit. Because like he hound, did walk away mid war, but I appreciate who he was to Arya. Yeah, like and that's why that's why I'm Arya Stark. Because first and foremost, how the fuck you hate Arya? T- nigga Tywin like Arya. The hound like Arya. Everybody like Arya. Because they but see because real recognize real and Arya a real ass motherfucker. Arya did what she had. She did not come to fuck around. But uh, honorable mention of the real niggas is Ned Stark. Hey, man. Because Ned Stark's death was really the catalyst for this entire shit. And, and even though he only lasted one season, hey, rest in, peace, rest in peace to a real one. So the crazy thing is that even when I rewatched it, Ned Stark still died. And I'm like, damn, like this shit real. Like <laughs> my nigga's really not coming back. And then what really put the nail in that coffin, no pun intended, was when Joffrey sh- took um, Sansa to see her daddy's head on a fucking spike. Oh, that's what I wanted that oh. nigga's. I oh. wanted that nigga's head oh. ever since then. I was oh. like, fam, not only did you kill her daddy, you make her look at the shit. I had to push that nigga off of whatever precipice they were standing on. It, it, no, Sansa thought about him, and then the hound. Got, it, the hound was like, now, hey, now. I can't let you do this. Like, I feel you though. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. But I can't let you. Do I this. can't let you do this. But um, um, real nigga, war. First of all, Brienne is hard. 
Brianna Tarf. Brianna Tarf. Listen, that was a lady of honor for sure. And she, even after Catelyn died, she was still riding for fucking Catelyn and her daughter. She said, I took an oath and I made a promise and I meant that shit. Hey, Brianna, Brianna Tarf and Tormund, when they hook up, they gonna, they gonna create like Rob Gunkowski. They're going to create an all-star tight end. <laughs> Get the fuck out, please. And my nigga was literally on his way to where the um fucking... Uh, Army of Dead was. was. talking about tearing Brianna Tart the fuck up. And she was like, does she, does she look at you like she, like, she, like she wants to beat your ass? Yeah, and I like that shit. So I've been to that kinky shit. And the hound was like, I guess, nigga. <laughs> Bro, because the Wilders are some freaky motherfuckers. Uh, shout out to uh, Igret. Uh, my nigga, Igret, yeah. My nigga John Snark's, uh, John, John Snow's uh, first little, first little slum slum. She died like a, but she, she went out by a fucking rookie ass nigga too. Because she, she hesitated. Mm, he who hesitates is lost, my nigga. Every time. Um, Who had the, like, what was the pivotal moment in the show for you? Ooh, there's a couple of them. Um, like, where was it just like? Because everybody talks about season one being like the buildup. Bro, bro, season one dragged for me. It was, it was season, so boring. Like, like I tried to watch it season one or before, and I'm just like, I can't, I can't do the shit. I can't, I can't. Um, so, I think so. The first pivotal moment is when my my man Ned dies, because that means the Starks are on the rampage. It's like, yeah. oh, like we ride it. Oh, we out, right? Um, second, second pivotal point. Is Verrett wedding because now you think, damn, the Starks are done for. Like you think, like Arya, you know what I'm saying? She thought she's gonna reunite with her family, and that's not happening. Sansa is still in what type of purgatory she's in, and they killed everybody else. And I think the third one is when Jon Snow, aka, we'll get to who he who, who he is, mm-hmm. comes back to life because it's like, oh, because we're not done. It's almost it's one of those things where it's like. Oh, this mm-hmm. the hero. This the hero. Because Jon Snow actually low-key a dumbass. He is stupid as fuck. And you know what it is? He put a lot of people in a lot of different compromising positions. For his honor. For his own honor. Uh, in a lot of ways, Jon Snow... Is a selfish motherfucker. Super selfish, but it pays off. And I think that... Because this Jon Snow has hands and he can back it up. And... He has people who have seen him in the mud who are willing to ride out for him. If he didn't have the support and if he couldn't back up all the shit he talks, he would honestly be useless. Be as useless as Sansa. Um. <laughs> Speaking of which, you're least the character who you could have really done without. Sansa. Sansa fucking start. Yo, I was four episodes in like, yo, do they kill her? <laughs> Fam. And she, she was god awful and god useless. For six and a half seasons, and the in the little shit she finally did at the Battle of the Bastards, I'm like, baby, you could have been did this if you just told Jeff that you had these niggas ready to ride. You re- honestly, so brings me to, okay, the character I really, really, really could have gone without was Stannis Baratheon. Do I understand why he was important? Yes, but I hated that entire storyline. Oh no, Stannis, Stannis Baratheon was. It, uh, Do I get it? Yes. Uh, do I understand it? Yes. Was I happy when Brienne lit his ass up? Yes. No, Stan's Baratheon like the Cincinnati Bengals. Like, like he he'll go he'll make it to the playoffs, but he will never win. Type shit. He no. oh he oh wild card. You know what? That is a perfect analogy because the Red Witch is definitely Marvin Lewis with your dumb ass. Because every decision she makes besides saving Jon Snow was fucking stupid, including killing the fucking princess, bruh. You t- bruh. Literally, her scream I heard in my sleep. Oh no! I was like, y'all just really go let her burn. Just go really let her burn. Honestly, after that, I had to put the show down for a couple of days. No, nah, that happened for me. Okay, 
I had to put the show down for a couple of days after the red wedding. I was like, nigga, what the fuck? What <laughs> no. the fuck did I just see? I had to put the show down a couple of days after after home the door because I was like, Woo! nigga, I was like, I'm playing too much with my emotions. Y'all play way too much. I'm over here. I'm over here punching air like fucking uh, in- Cuba getting Junior. Yeah, like, ah, bro, what the fuck, like. Oh, yeah. I had to put the show down for a couple of days. And when she died, I was like, bro, y'all really let this little girl die. And then what's the name of the guy who she was teaching how to read? Davis. D- Davis. I fell in love with his character. Oh, no. Davis is a real one. Because he, cause he honest. He's like, look, fam, I ain't smart. I, I got it out the mud. I'm here because I, I built this shit. But I'm loyal. But I'm loyal and I'll ride. I mean, you can't buy talent. <laughs> but oh no! But if we're but if we're talking parent, listen, uh, Daenerys Targaryen, aka the mother of dragons, aka the breaker of chains, is the LeBron James of the show. Oh, that's my favorite character on the show. She's a she's a LeBron James. So the the best character development goes to Arya Stark, with an honorable mention of a uh, Daenerys Targaryen. And honestly, even with Arya as pivotal and as amazing as Arya Stark's character development was. I still am going to ride out for Khaleesi, honestly, because I, yeah. I I love the fact I watched her get strong. I watched her convince herself, not even just the people that she was coming to for help, because they called her a beggar queen. And I was like, bro, I'll lit your ass up to you, little bitch. And, and, and but but when she when she turned them like, oh yeah, I, I know I, I know all that shit you was talking. I, I can speak the language. Oh, my favorite. That was one of my favorite scenes. Like, I, I can speak the language. That was also a pitiful pivotal scene in the show for me when the nigga was sitting there talking um talking cash shit talking cash shit his translator trying to trying to you know like uh, code switch and then she was just like oh yeah by the way i speak this shit too little bitch dracarys <laughs> <laughs> on a <laughs> dumbass. and oh by the way um uh, i'm gonna need, i'm gonna need, i'm gonna need, i'm gonna need, i'm gonna need the unsullied i'm gonna need her and by the way oh I'm, I'm taking marine by the way all that shit i told you i was gonna pay you bitch the cars. You got me fucked up. So I love the fact that, and even there were moments of time where she had to convince herself that she is who she says she is. And watching her, um, cause I go through her, her crisis of conscience, work through that, become who she is. And then like, bro. And on top of that, she was throwing it back the entire motherfucking show. I was like, that's the bit. That's a woman after my heart. Yes, bitch. And so Jorah standing there looking hurt. Uh, so Jorah of the friend zone. Man, that nigga almost that nigga almost died. He got caught the whole play, got the whole uh, gray arm, grayscale. Had the shit snatched off. Real nigga alert comes in. Comes so, shout out to Samuel Tarley, man. Yeah. Shout out to Samuel. Hey, Samuel Tarley, know his fucking role, play his fucking role, and do it to the fucking best of his ability. He Indeed. know he ain't a fighter. He know he ain't a fighter, but he killed a White Walker anyway. Because real niggas do real things. Hey, but he know he ain't a fighter. He was like, all right, I'm going to He said, a, I'm a family man. I'm a family. I'm going to come make her if I can figure out some shit to cook up for y'all niggas. And then he saw my man. They didn't know my man's, but because Sir Jor was uh, Dior Mormon's son and he had loyalty to, to, to the Lord Commander of the Night, so I'm going to help you, my guy. I'm going to break these rules. I could catch him shit my damn self. But because you and called said, my mess, I got you. And said, fuck being a macer. I'm not about to sit here and live in the shadows of niggas before me. Bro, fuck that. I'm going to take my kid. I'm going to take my girl. Taking my talents out. to South Beach, nigga. We going to ride the fuck out, nigga. And I, you know what? And then when him and, okay, Bran, get the fuck up. <laughs> no, nah, Bran's dreams need remixed. I want Bran to just get up. Bro, Bran, bro, Bran. Get up. 
my nigga, you got all of this around. Get up. And then shout out to the girl who was dragging his ass. She put him on her back and said, we out. We gonna, I'm going to struggle. And then because it became the very irrelevant, he was just like, oh, oh yeah, I thank you. But, like, you got to get the fuck out now. You got to go. You got to. Became the three-eyed raven and then told old girl she had to go. And she was like, nigga, my, my brother. And I was like, oh, I mean, I'm sorry, but, like. He really, Brad really broke up with her like a fuck nigga. Like, like a fuck nigga. Like, I mean, ain't nobody tell you to do all that. <laughs> I really, really, really Look, did not my, appreciate that. My favorite character, shout out to the motherfucking guy, Tyrion motherfucking Lannister. Okay, Tyrion Lannister. Le- Mr. It, I drink and I know things. He think he me. He think he me. You know what? Honorable mention is, oh my God. I'm going to fuck up his name. Viserys with all his... Um, little birds? My little birds? Yeah, with his little birds. These and come to find out his little birds are kids. Bro. <laughs> and when they ran... he up, drugged up. <sighs> I was just like... Hey, the game is the game. The game is the fucking game. But you know what? His little birds were useful. It got him Got him the tea. Got him... I'm the bone carrier. <laughs> got him the tea. Had any not only did he had the little birds of Westeros, he had little birds everywhere because he's out here. He's also the dope dealer. Mm-hmm. So, besides the Tyrion Lannister, I have a couple. I I have a few few more points I want to hit on before we get up out of here. The best battle scene for me was Battle of the Bastards, where Jon Snow met up with Ramsay. Ramsay almost, had, almost drowned in people. Drowned in people because I, th- I did not see my nigga making out of that scene. When it was Ramsey let Recon Snow run across the battlefield and Recon's dumbass did not run in a fucking zigzag. Ricky! <laughs> Recon! My nigga just ran straight. My nigga, you supposed to run zigzag. And Jon Snow took off on that fucking horse to go get his fucking brother, right? Mm-hmm. And then the arrow hit him. He hopped up off that fucking horse and was ready to tackle that entire battle feel full of but motherfucking he realized he fucked up and then he was like well shit i'm here now two he more coop popping down the jack of the box nigga. my nigga he was ready to take on that entire bolton army by himself and then all of a sudden niggas just charged right behind him i was like you got a real ass team behind you you got a real ass team behind you john snow but you dead ass almost drowned in people and then still ended up getting ramsey's ass but i really feel like and the fact that was a satisfying full circle moment for me was Sansa Stark getting hers and allowing that nigga's dogs to rip his own face off. Because it was like, you ain't feed them niggas. I went to hey, bed a satisfied bitch listen, that night. Because I know, I know we canceled Fabulous, but the Fabulous character was like, he was like, how you, how you eating if you, how you eating if you hungry dog? But then again, how loyal is a hungry dog? Because ain't, he ain't feed them dogs in a week trying to think he's going to sick them with some other niggas. They was like, nigga, you looking like food, too. Okay. Um, and think, them niggas couldn't wait. I think my favorite battle. Um, I think my favorite battle is Hard Home. Yes, when the Night King raised his hands. Because that's when we really knew, like, oh. oh he's that bitch. Okay. Because also, in Hard Home, you really realize that the Night King could have just killed the fuck Jon Snow. But he wanted, he was like, hey, go tell your niggas we coming. We on our way. We running up. And everybody that just died stood the fuck up. Was on his side now. Bro, and then... So and then they lost the giant in the Bridal of Hard Home. Bro, so the Night King and the White Walkers are like the Golden State Warriors. And so when they got my, my, my dragon, that's when they got KD. He was like, not only you got 
all these White Walkers that can only be killed with a certain amount of things. You get maybe killed with Valyrian Steel, Dragonglass, and maybe Dragonfire. We don't even know if Dragonfire works yet. But no, Dragonfire it, works because it got a couple of them up there. Remember when Khaleesi had to go get them when they yeah. went into the land of the White Walkers? And because Khaleesi John, had to go get them? Jon Snow out here doing some dumb shit. Jon Snow was on his third life. Bro, that, that nigga reckless. Bro, I don't think he cares at this point. I mean, if I died once, I'm, he even in the Battle of Bastards, he told uh, uh, the real woman, he was like, look, if I die, don't bring me back. No. And she was like, I got to try. She was like, bitch, I said what I said. <laughs> she she definitely did. Um, the last battle that like took me out was Battle of Castle Black. When the Wildlings got into Castle Black and then, um, what's her name? Jon Snow's first love. Uh, Egret. Egret died at the hands of that goddamn trainee. Little uh, Ollie. Ollie. Ali, Ali hit her with the strap like pow, pow. And, and then she died. And then Jon Snow was honorable enough to burn her body. I was like, man, fuck that bitch. But then again, like I think no, I think my third one. Um, I think my third one was Battle of the Blackwater. Yes, my third one because it was like because that was when this is season two. So you just, you really don't know how this how this is gonna go yet. You know, like you, and then when Cersei was ready to kill her and the kid because she didn't want to be taking Listen. her life. She was ready to kill her, the kids. Oh, but then that's every season where you find out jo- how much of a bitch-ass nigga Joffrey actually because is. Because he ran. The nigga ran like a no, bitch. No, um, his mother, Cersei, went to go get his ass. And then she was just, he's like, and Tyron Lannister was like, bro, you probably should stay here because, because it looks good. And he was like, no, I'm out. My mama just told me it's time to go. <laughs> like, my, my mama said I got to be home for the street. Let's come on. And ran. And that's when I started fucking with Tyrion Lannister even more. Because he was like, well, shit. Fuck it, I'm a ride. And he was like, look. And got hurt. And the way he was ostracized after he got hurt pissed me off. Because, nigga, I saved the city. Literally saved the city. And you niggas going to treat me like this. I got a scar on my face. Mm-mm. And now you demote me while I'm knocked the fuck out? You raggedy bitch. Raggedy. But yeah. Um, any That's, highlights from the show real quick? Um, so the highlight for me, the one thing I'm really interested in seeing for season eight. I don't know how I don't know what you have questions about season eight, but when we found out that my man Jon Snow was actually Khaleesi's nephew. It, Aegon Targaryen, the Ooh. true and rightful heir to the throne. Oh, wow! Fucking his auntie. Wow, he's all in Daenerys's guts. I was like, oh, this is some sick oh, ass this, shit. Oh, oh, they went there. Oh, this, and then you see Tyrion like putting two and two together. He's like, no, because they don't. They, only, only Sam and um Bran know. But he's like, damn, they fucking. Oh shit, they fucking fucking. Oh damn, that's crazy. Because because Daenerys saw the scar, she was like, oh my god. My nigga really died. He's really supposed to be here. No, I think for her, it was like when that nigga couldn't bend the knee but caught her queen. She fell in love right in that moment. You saw it. She was like, I, I will bend the knee, but I'm, I'm laying down damn near dead. <laughs> kind of can't. But. They put that nigga on ice <laughs> like fucking <laughs> T'Challa. <laughs> Bro, that nigga Jon Snow, is a, he really got a death wish. Because he told him, nigga, he told him to leave. They like, gave leave that me. nigga some sacred herb. <laughs> Bro, the strength for the black panther. <laughs> oh shit! Uh, but also, um, that's a highlight. Another highlight uh, when Lisa, um, when Liza, her mm-hmm. auntie goes through the moon door. Parts of me like smiled when that happened. Well, I think I think my first, I think my <clears throat> one of my highlights was when um, and her weird ass fucking kid. So one of my highlights was in there, but it was when Tyrion 
chose to do trial by combat. Yes. Because it, it, he said the joke's like, I once brought, I want, I brought a jackass and a honeycomb and a brothel. And then she was like, and then uh, Lysa was like, shut up. And then a little weird ass kid was like, what happened? <laughs> I was weak as hell. But then when um, Brian pulled up, I was like, fuck, I'll fight for you. And then it reminded me you of. see, I love Ron. I know. Ron's one of my favorites. I love Because Ron, Ron went from a no name to he goddamn second in command for the Lannisters. Um, but when Ron put up, like, fuck it, I'll fight for you. And then it reminded me of, uh, is this your king? Because he yes. was beating that fucking uh, Knight of the Vale up because he's fighting dirty. He's like, bitch, I don't give a fuck about none of y'all. He said, bro, he fought honorably, but. And? And, nigga. Bow, the fuck nigga. that mean to me? Go, go, go out this moon door, When Khaleesi's brother died, satisfying. Super oh, satisfied. He, he, was, he was a little bitch. And he just, I want to be king. And give me my fucking crown. It was like, bro, okay. Uh, you want a crown? We got a crown for you, all right? Bow. Um, I think another highlight, uh, when when it's showing that Arya killed her little dean, her little dean of pledges. Yes. You called him the dean of pledges. No, a little bit. You know, ADP, the mean-ass white girl who kept like. Yes. I knew it was going down the moment that Arya Stark cut that candle in half. I was like, like nope. oh. Yes, it's it's raps. Like she's like, no, nigga, you taught me too well, bitch. <laughs> oh, it's raps. I knew Arya Stark, and then when she went up to the mini face god and said, "I am Arya Stark of Winterfell," of Winterfell, and I'm going fucking home. Check me, boo. And he was like, "You got I'm, it." A man has no complaints. Oh, <laughs> I was. Oh man, um, Arya Stark character development was my favorite. Cause she went from because she went from like a little scared little girl in captivity. And then she just made it. She made some shit happen. Bran Stark was my least. I didn't appreciate that too much. I, it was, all, I got mad at Bran Stark because that nigga, after the fall, that nigga would always try to wander off somewhere like he could run and shit got real. Nigga, you, you are a cripple. Sit your ass down. You know what? When I'm, I think about, there's one more death we forgot to talk about. The death of Theon and the birth of Reek. Oh no, Fe- no, Theon's character character development is the least favorite for me. It's the least favorite. But he did die because that Reek part of him, even when his sister went to go rescue him, he's still fucking Reek, bro. He's like, nah, fam. He gonna hear you. <laughs> I think that's bro, all this- I knew what it was when he had the knife to Ramley's neck and shaved him instead of cutting the nigga's throat. I knew that nigga was gone. That nigga was gone. The streets were done. <laughs> y'all kill y'all kill Theon let Reek live streets is done the streets is done you know what I saw something on Twitter and I died it was um, who had he said Sansa Stark uh, who had a better character development Sansa Stark or Bran's legs <laughs> Jesus Christ you know what I think the answer might be Bran's legs <laughs> cause at least they got a wheelchair now I still brood like a dumb bitch. Oh my god! Literally, when I, I cried, <laughs> like y'all gotta. The memes took me out. Like on President's Day, they said a man has no president. And see, now I finally understand it. It, it was like because it, it was like one does not simply just walk into like with Ned start going like R.I.P. my nigga Ned. But um, season eight's coming. Um, any predictions? Everybody gonna die. You know what? I am actually, and I hate to say this, I really want the Night King to win. I think, and I haven't read the books. Like, I, yeah, I have no interest in reading the books because them books are big as fuck. <laughs> I'm um, yeah, um, I will say this. I think because Cersei's pregnant, and I think the, is I, Cersei pregnant or is she menopause? Because they make a lot of references up to her age. But I, but I think when she she didn't drink the wine when Tyrion poured it to her after the parlay. She didn't drink it, so I think she's pregnant. Pregnant, but comma I also think Khaleesi pregnant. 
Oh, oh we know Khaleesi's pregnant. Because, Khaleesi's pregnant. And, but I only think one There's of no the, way you take pipe like that and you're not pregnant. I mean. Uh, but can we also get into Cersei real quick? Honestly, Cersei's character development was my favorite. Because, honestly, she could, all she had to do was cash in on her kids' life insurance policies and became queen. That bitch is cold. That she's white privilege personified. Because here's the thing. No, how the Lannisters are broke. They make a point to mention that uh, because there was that one battle where Khaleesi lit the the trailer of gold on fire with her dragons. But the Lannisters are broke. No, I think they. I think they got the they got the money before they got the money out before, cause that's how she's able to get to go to company. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. From Iron Man, yeah. So she, she they got the money out before they came in. Boom, 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 boom. boom. Um, but not like Cersei. Cersei an evil bitch, bro. Cersei, she an evil. I really feel like if Cersei was playing for the right team, she'd be cold. But she not. But she's not. She the ops. The ops are the ops. But that's why I think only one baby between Cersei's and uh, Danny's is going to survive. Danny, I. You know what? Cersei has the taught me the one thing. You can call her what she wants, but she a damn good mother. And the one thing in this world, if she don't ride out for shit else, if it's not her ancestral last relationship with her brother, it's her fucking kids. That's so that is Cersei's weak spot is her kids. That's it. Cersei does not have a weak spot except when it comes down to protecting her family. That's it. Even her father passing. She was like, brother, now makes me queen. All right. All right. Now I'm queen. Um, But I think I think Cersei kid going to die because that witch told her she had three kids and they was all going to die. And then, but all her three kids are dead. They didn't say anything about the fourth kid. I think she's going to die with the fourth kid. But I also don't think she's pregnant. I think Cersei's in menopause because they make a lot of references to her age in that show. Um, But my prediction, I don't think Game of Thrones is the type of show that's going to give us a happy ending with like John or Danny on the throne together. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I think the White Walkers prevail. And But here's the thing, the Battle of Winterfell, that's that real, like we get in with the shits. Is the third episode. So that means we have episode four, five, and six. All. So I think the White Walkers come, fuck, mash it up. And the last three episodes, like, okay, what the fuck do we do? And you're going to see the Night King on the throne. Gang, gang. I have a feeling that the White King, the White King, the Night King dies, and it's somebody else in his clan that takes over it. Like, or, I have actually, a feeling. I could see. Jon Snow, or excuse me, Aegon Targaryen, somehow sacrificing himself to kill the Night King to save the rest of Westeros. Because that would be on brand. That'd be on brand. He definitely has this superhero complex. He's like, fuck it, I'm gonna do it. But um, that's my prediction. My prediction is that the White Walkers come, fuck everything up, and Jon Snow, with, or Aegon Targaryen, with his crazy ass, sacrifice himself to, uh, to kill the Night King, and we got Danny and her baby on the throne. I want the night. I want the the White Walkers to win. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Anywho, Ali, aka Coco Khaleesi, signing out. It's your boy Diddy Targaryen, the first episode. We will day. see you on Wednesday at the live show. Oh yeah, so yeah, we go we go take Tuesday off. We'll be there Wednesday, April third at the live show. Guys, it's my birthday. Make sure you pull up and buy her a shot, niggas. We taking drinks, hoes. All right, we out. Bye. Why not tell me to thank you, one dude? Baby, I'm a dude for you. I'm gonna stop yeah. my spot. You caught a vibe, shooting shots. Why not tell me to thank you, one dude? Baby, I'm a dude for you. I'm gonna stop my spot. You ca
Why not tell me to thank you, Andrew?